the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have an enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Well, a very blessed morning to you once again. It's a joy to always come your way on Saturday morning at this time to share with you God's word. This is Excel service and it's designed for people whose desire is to excel and be all that God has wired them and expect of them to become in life. Thank you for always being a part of a service. You are the reason why we do what we do and we trust that this broadcast is going to bless you in a unique way. We've been doing a series for the past couple of weeks and want to continue this morning in that same series. Come with me to the book of Proverbs 18.16. Proverbs 18.16. This is what the Bible says. It says, a man's gift makes way for him and brings him before great men. A man's gift makes way for him and brings him before great men. Let's pray. Spirit of God, we ask for supernatural help in this service. Grant me clarity of thought or trance. Let your word come with simplicity and understanding. Let everyone watching this service now or thereafter never be the same. Be glorified even as your people are edified in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. So the series we'll be on is Gifted for Success. I want you to type in the comment box, I am gifted for success. You are gifted for success. All of us are gifted. The Bible says a man's gift makes way for him. And brings him before great people. Your gift is designed to make way for you and bring you before great people. So your season and your time of fellowshipping with ordinary and nobodies are over. The moment you discover your gift, you must understand that it is your time to enter into the world of the great. It is your season to enter into the world of prominence. And I pray that everyone watching this service now or thereafter, you will manifest and you will find yourself fulfilling your destiny of greatness in Christ. In Jesus' precious name. If you believe it, you can type, I believe, I manifest. So we said from the very beginning that there are four things that we need to be able to appreciate if you are going to release our gift and be all that God wants us to become. If you are going to uh, use our gift to Become successful in life. That's the title of the teaching. Gifted for success. Then we must, of necessity, be able to, number one, recognize our gift. Number two, uh, refine our gift. Number three, release our gift. And number four is to be rewarded for our gift. And we've done uh, recognizing the gift. We did refining the gift. We began looking at releasing our gift last week. And today, I want to look at releasing our gift part two. In the first instance, we looked at it, Matthew 25, that has been our anchor text during this teaching. He says, 
For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five. Verse 17 says, the one who had received two also went and did the same. So you see right from there, Three people were given gifts. One, five, one, two, one, one. The Bible says the first one went and traded with his gift. That is, he went to release his gift. The second one went and also released his gift. The third one did something that we'll be considering in this service this morning. The Bible says that one went and dug the ground and hid the talent in the ground. We will be zeroing on that last person, the third person, and what he did with his gift this morning. But last week, we realized that we must release our gift for three core reasons. Number one, we need to release our gift in order to bless people. In the book of 1 Peter, we are told that we are to use our gift to serve others. So your gift is not just for your sake. Your gift is to be used to bless and to impart others. That's number one. Number two, we need to release our gift for our own personal benefit. Whatever God gave us, it's also to bless us. It's beyond blessing others, it's also supposed to bless us. And then number three, which is the most important of all, is to make sure we use our gift to honor Christ. Because that is why we're given the gift. The Bible says, let our light so shine before men, that they may see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. Those were the three general reasons why we said it's important and paramount that we go beyond recognizing our gift, refining our gift, to releasing our gift. Well, today we want to continue. Matthew 25, verse 24 to 30. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid. And I went and hid your talent in the ground. Look. There you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown, and I gather where I have not scattered seed, so you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And verse 30, and cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. What an angry response. <laughs> if you read this, you see, obviously, the master who gave them the talent was angry. You can't read this and not see that the man really got angry with the way his talent was handled. I believe it's the same way God gets angry when we fail to put the gift and the abilities he's given us into good use. When we fail to use them to bless people, when we fail to use them to advance his purposes for our lives, when we fail to use them to bring glory and honor to him. There are three common ways people relate with their gift. Number one, you are either going to use your gift according to 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 10 as each one has received a gift. Use it to serve one another. 
So you are either going to use your gift as the first one, or you are going to neglect your gift. First Timothy 4.14, he said, Neglect not the gift of God, which is indeed, which was given thee by prophecy, with the laying out of the hands of the presbytery. So we are either using the gift, we are either neglecting the gift, or we are burying the gift, which is the worst case scenario. That's what the, the, the unprofitable servant did. He buried his gift. May I ask you this morning, what are you doing with your gift? Having recognized, I'm sure that part two helped you to be able to recognize your gift. And if you have truly recognized your gift, have you started releasing? Have you taken steps to work on the gift, refine it, and release it? Because ultimate gift is prayer than none. Watching the service now or thereafter will ever live a life that will be described as unprofitable. May you not live a life where the gifts and the gifts and the abilities God has placed in you go wasted. May that not be your destiny in Jesus' precious name. Now, I want to walk you through 13 reasons, 13 reasons why people bury their gifts and never release them for success. 13 common reasons why people bury their gifts and never release them for success. If you look at the one talent man, he buried his gift rather than release it. He buried it, and at the end of the day, he failed to become a success. He was denied promotion. He was denied elevation. And then at the end of the day, he found himself in the outer darkness. That shall not be your destiny in Jesus' precious name. So we're looking quickly at 13 reasons why people fail to use their gift. 13 reasons why people fail to release their gift. 13 reasons why people bury their gift. Number one, because they are ignorant about their gift. The Bible says in the book of Hosea 4 says, For my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And I want to say, your gift will be destroyed for your lack of knowledge about it. Your gift will be destroyed for your lack of knowledge about it. Many people abandon and bury their gift because they don't know that they are gifted. That's why almost every time in this series, when I come your way, one of the first things I encourage you to type in the comment box is that I am gifted. Because you need to be reminded again and again, again and again that you are gifted. God did not just bring you here without putting abilities and great gifts and potential in you. It's a great treasure that can turn your financial fortunes around. It's a great treasure that can make you a generational impact to your world. In Jesus' precious name, I is my prayer and endless desire that that great treasure will be released to bless your world and to impact your generation. If you believe it, type in the comment box, I believe and I manifest. So, ignorance is a killer. Any day, any time, ignorance. Ignorance of your gift would always destroy your gift. You will not be able to release your gift if you don't know it is there in the first place. The Bible says in 1 Peter 4 verse 10, he said, as each of us has received a gift, you have received. Whether you know it or not, you have received. God has placed special, unique giftings and abilities in you. You have received a gift. Type in the comment box, I have received a gift. That's why you need to know it. You need to be reminded of it again and again that you are gifted by God. The Bible said they know not, neither do they understand. Psalm 82 verse 5 to 7. He said they know not, neither do they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of a world are out of course. I have said 
ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High God. Then he says, but you will die like men, and you will fall like one of the princes. Why? Because they know not. What you don't know can hurt you. And if you don't know that you are gifted, you go through life never deploying that gift to bless people and to advance your own life in this life. I pray that you go back and watch the video, particularly part two, where we looked at pointers to your gift. It will help you if you are still in the process of discovering your gift or wondering how you can discover your gift. Go and walk and or release your gift is because they are ignorant, they are gifted. Number two is they underestimate the power of their gift. They underestimate the power of their gift. There are people who know they are gifted, but they don't think that their gift means anything. They don't think they, they can accomplish much with their gift. But that is a lie from the pit of hell. I want you to understand this morning that your gift matter. Your gift is so important. The kingdom of God needs your gift. Your world needs your gift. And you yourself, you need your gift. Your destiny of greatness demands that you locate, discover, and release your gift. You need your gift. Your gift matters. The Bible said a man's gift makes way for him. It makes room for him. It makes room for him. So the extent to which you can function in life and be fruitful in life is predicated on your gift, your room is determined by your gift. Your room in life, your room in the kingdom is determined by your gift. So you need to know it. You need to know your gift. Never underestimate your gift. There are some people who know their gift, but they feel that other gifts are more important than their own, so they don't consider. I'm sure this gentleman underestimated the gift. He looked at one who had five talents, another had two, and he was given one. He said, ah, of what use is one? Probably that was his attitude and he lost it because he did not value the gift that was given to him. I want you to value your gift. Value your gift because according to Proverbs 17, 18, he says, a gift is as a precious stone in the eyes of him that has it. Whithersoever he turneth it, it prospereth. I see your gift prospering. Your gift is prospering in your hands. In the name of Jesus, type, I believe, I manifest. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 17, it says your gift is a treasure in you. Number three, the third reason why people never release their gift and bury it is because they are selfish. This gentleman took the gift that was given to him, a gift that had a talent that could have been bank and interest would have accumulated. He picked it and then he buried it. If you look at it, chapter 25, verse 16 to 17, I like the way he presented it. He said, then he would receive five talents went and traded with it. Then one who had received two also went and traded with it. Nobody trades with himself. We trade with other people. This gentleman decided he was not concerned about anybody but himself. He was obsessed with himself. He didn't want to have anything to do with anybody. And there are people who live a secluded life. They don't want to mingle. They don't want to interact with anybody. They keep to themselves. That's a selfish way to live your life. God does not want us to live selfishly. He wants us to live our lives, having others in mind. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 3, verse 27, he said, withhold not good from them to whom it is due when it is in the power of thy hand to do it. 
There were people who were waiting to do business with this gentleman. There were people who were waiting to benefit from the gift or the talent of this single man. But this guy, out of selfishness, picked it and buried it in the ground. I challenge you this morning. Wherever you have buried that talent, wherever you have buried that gift, go back, dig it, and take it out from the ground because your word needs it. There are people whose lives depend on it. Imagine if the early scientists, scientists who discovered drugs like penicillin and all the others, if they had buried their scientific talent, I'm not sure we will be where we are today. Bearing your gift is costly. Bearing your gift means that you are robbing your generation of the benefit they stand to gain from your gift. I challenge you this morning, wake up and stir your gift up in the name of the Lord Jesus. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24, it said, there is that that scattereth and yet increaseth. There is that that withholdeth more than meat, but it tendeth to poverty. He said, the liberal soul shall be made fat, and he that watered shall be watered also himself. Then I like verse 26. He said, he that withholdeth corn, he that withholdeth corn, the people shall curse, but blessing shall be upon the head of him that selleth it. May we learn from Jesus and live a life of selflessness. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 4 to 5, he said, don't look out for your own interest. That's what selfish people do. They, just, they are just concerned with themselves. They are just concerned with themselves. Whether they are in church or they are in a working place, they are only obsessed with themselves. It's me, myself, and I. That's their mantra. They don't think about other people. They don't think about uh, what difference their gift and their abilities could make in the lives of others. But Jesus was different. So when he to told us to uh, look not our own interest, but to look on the interests of others, then he goes on to tell us that we must have the same attitude that was in Christ. What was the attitude? He was selfless. The Bible said in verse 6, he was in the form of God. He was equal with God. He did not hold on to that, but he gave it up just to identify with us and be able to save us. And when he lived that selfless life, the Bible said he too became, he's been given a name that is above every name. That's what Proverbs was talking about. He said, there is that that scattered and yet increased. When you live a selfless life, when you live a generous life, where you are generous with the gift and the abilities God has given you, you are able to make greater impact and the larger and larger and larger you become. I see you becoming larger and larger in the kingdom of God in Jesus' precious name. Number four, the fourth reason why people bury their gift and never release it is because of this disease called comparison. They compare themselves with others or the gifts of others. Now, I want you to understand, we said it from the very beginning, that we are not all gifted the same way. Some people may look and may seem like they are more gifted than others. If you look at it, if someone had five, another had two, and you have one, it looks like the one with one is disadvantaged or the one with five has more. But the Bible says he were given according to their several abilities. That means God gave you what he knows is best suited to you or is best suited for you. What he knows you can work with. Every one of them, it's amazing. They were not given the same gift. But when he came, apart from the one talent man who failed to do business with his own, the one with two talent and the one with five talent received the same commendation. He said, well done, good and faithful servant. In other words, 
if the single talent person had used his own, he would have also been given the same commendation. Well done, good and faithful servant. He says you've been faithful over a little. He calls the giver of the gift, called the one who received five. You have been faithful over a few. He said the same of the one with two. So you see, <laughs> when the gentleman compared his with that, they felt that that was so much. But he did not compare it with where the thing actually came from. Because compared to where the thing came from, it was actually a test on everyone's ability. Comparison is a very deadly disease. And as much as possible, we want to avoid it by all means. We are not all gifted the same way, but all of us can be a great blessing to our world through our gift. Your gift matter. It may be small in your eyes, but very, very great in the eyes of God. The Bible said, we dare not make ourselves of the number, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12, or compare ourselves with them that compare themselves with themselves. For they, comparing themselves by themselves and measuring themselves by themselves, are not wise. So we need to appreciate that God will judge and reward you based on your faithfulness in using what he gave you and not what he gave someone else. Always remember that. God will always judge and reward you based on what he gave you and not. You will give account of what God gave you, not what he didn't give you. That's why you need to be preoccupied with what he's given you, be excited about what he's given you, be grateful for what he's given you, and then go ahead and release it. And as you release it, he said, I will make you a ruler over many. It's amazing. When you begin to accept what God has given to you and you begin to use it, you see the greater and greater and greater it becomes. He said, you've been faithful over a few. I will make you a ruler over many. As you use your gift, I see God change your position. I see God entrust you with more. I see God bring you into a place of greater responsibility. In Jesus' precious name. In the book of Proverbs 28 verse 20, the Bible says, A faithful man shall abound with blessing. Amazing. A faithful man. He said, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few. I will make you a ruler over many. When we are faithful with the letter God and trust in our hands, he empowers us with more. He gives us more so we can increase our capacity to be a blessing. Number five, the fifth reason why many people never release their gift, they bury it and never release it for success, is that they are unwilling to start small in the use of their gift. They are unwilling to start small in the use of their gift. I believe that among many reasons, uh, it's possible that this young man who received one talent refused to work with it because he felt it was too small to begin with. It was too small to begin with. Many people never deploy their gift because they think it's too small to start with. God is a God of small beginnings. I have over the years come to appreciate little beginnings. And I have very little regard for people who don't have respect for little beginnings. There is nothing great that never began small. Every great tree was first a seed. And that's how your life is. Even the kingdom of God that is imparting the glow began. He said the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. Your life is a seed. You, you have grown to become a big man, a big woman, a great lady. But you began as a seed. Your life began as a seed. You were formed a little tiny thing in the sack. 
and then you grew over time. After a nine-month period, you were born. And even when you were born, you were still a little seed. And as you grew up and you studied and you, add, you added value to yourself, see who you have become today. That's how your gift is. Your gift is small. But if you learn to value it and not despise it, that gift has potential. The Bible says, who have despised the day of small things? Zechariah 14. He said, though your beginning be small, your end shall greatly increase. How did Joseph rise up to become a prime minister in Egypt? He started as a houseboy, and many people will not bow for that. We are too big to be a houseboy. But Joseph embraced the opportunity to serve as a houseboy. Later on, he became a prison warden, faithfully serving. And then later on, his gift, and mind you, every stage, it was his gift he was manifesting. It was a gift he was using. He used a gift at Potiphar's house, the part of the gift that was necessary was washing and cleaning the house and making sure that everything was well managed in that small scale. When he came into the prison, it was interpreting dreams and making sure that the people were healed and cured from their depression. So when he came and met them sad, he spoke words of encouragement to them and to bring them up. But when he came into Pharaoh's palace, it was a time to rule and command authority and dominion. So your gift has faces. God has different faces he takes us through. And if you are not ready to go through the different faces, there's no way you will be able to see your gift manifest and release fully to impart your wealth. The same with David. David began as a shepherd boy. His gift of fighting was very, very powerful. But that gift was operated in obscurity. He was fighting with lions and bears, and there were no human beings to clap for him. There were no trophies for him to win. That was David. But having been faithful at it, when it was time for him to meet Goliath, he said, the Lord who helped me when I had to deal with the bear, the lion, that same God is going to help me. So when we are willing to start small, we are able to learn the ingredients that empowers us to be able to function at a higher level with our gifts. May the Lord give you the wisdom and the discipline not to despise your gift, but to value it and to put it into great use. I'm not too sure we'll be able to finish the whole of the 13. I was looking forward to finishing, but it doesn't look very possible. And so I want to run it up with number six. Many people bury their gift and they fail to release it because they are ungrateful to the giver of the gift. They are ungrateful. If you listen to the tone with which, I mean the audacity with which the one talent man addresses master. Mind you, this was not a gift he went to the man to ask for. It was a thing that was given to him out of the man's own initiative, out of his own benevolence, out of his own kindness. He just gave it out unto him. The Bible said a man was traveling, he called his own servant and delivered unto them his goods. They didn't pray for it. They didn't labor for it. And that's what gifts are. A gift is something you didn't work for. A gift is something that God just gave unto you. And you see, God gives you a gift. And I believe that the best thank you you can give to God is to make sure that you use the gift profitably. Use a gift to bless people. Use a gift to honor him. Use a gift to make sure that you make a difference in your world. We demonstrate indescribable a magnitude of ingratitude when we fail to use the gift God has blessed us with 
to either bless people, advance his purposes in our lives, or honor the name of Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, the Bible said, Therefore, whatever you eat or drink, do all to the glory of God. That is the charge I leave you with. Whatever you do in this life, make sure that you deploy your gifts to honor God. Deploy your gifts. The best way to say thank you to God is to make sure that the gift he gave you, you are using it to fulfill the purposes he wired you for. I trust that today's broadcast has been a great blessing to you. I'm excited you were able to stay through and stay tuned with us. We look forward to coming your way same time next week. And I trust that uh, by the time we are through, you would have been repositioned to make the best use of your gift. You are not going to die with any gift inside you. You will empty yourself just like the late Mas Moreau used to say, that you have to die empty. By the time you die, the grave must say that there was nothing they could take out of you. Why? Because you deposited your full self. You released your full potential to bless humanity, as it were, and to enlarge the kingdom of God. The Lord bless you. Thank you so much for being part of a service. If you want to accept Jesus and make him your Lord and Savior, you want to say this prayer after me. Mean every word and then believe it in your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that you are my Lord and my Savior. I believe with my heart that you died and rose again for me. By my belief, I am justified. And by my confession, I am saved. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. If you pray that prayer in faith, you are a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. God bless you. We look forward to having you join us again and again. God bless. Pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our service at our headquarter church from 8.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. for our good news service. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santata Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel, Facebook or YouTube pages. God richly bless you. No,